For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Over 5 million people play football in the USA and here to bring it to you in the raw, uncut, unadulterated is the undisputed number one sports show in Atlanta and abroad. 100 yards of football live from headquarters. It's more than a game, more than a show. It's where football blends culture, economics, and society. Tap in, tune in, and lock in to 100 yards of football now. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Here on 100 Yards of Football, Vincent Turner takes on a new person to come on and a college expert to come on and dissect week two of college football's predictions. They've arrived, so lock and load right here. A half dozen of must-see games for viewers, including a couple of matchups featuring nationally ranked competition that are sure to shake up the next set of rankings. Top-ranked Alabama heads down to Austin, Texas for a juicy road battle, while Kentucky goes down in the swamp to determine the early top adversary behind Georgia and Tennessee in the SEC East. It's a half dozen games dissected this morning, week two. College football. Jake Crane joins Vincent Turner on 100 Yards of Football. If you like the video today, please come in and share it. Sometimes in life you get blessings. 
And I thank God this morning because I've been watching this young man for the last year. Ascend to the top. And man, God is in this plan, my guest this morning. Who would have thought? Because I'm from the 901, Memphis, Tennessee. And his father played on one of the best football teams in Memphis State. I'm going to call him Memphis State this morning. In 1983. <laughs> but he's on the show today with me. He's part of Colin Carhartt Network. He's ascending. And I'm very blessed. Mr. Jake Crane, thank you for coming on 100 Yards of Football this morning. And all I can say to you, Mr. Crane, War Eagle in the house. How you doing, man? <laughs> man, Eagle! I appreciate that. I... <laughs> I appreciate the kind words, man. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm waiting to wake up from a coma and see which uh, semi truck hit me. It's been a it's been a wild ride so far, uh, but yeah, man, Memphis State that, that that's old school back in the day. Uh, but now, just excited college football's here. We got the NFL starting this week as well, and uh, yeah, a lot of questions out there, including on the planes of who's going to be the quarterback. Okay, before we get into that, I want to talk, talk to you a little bit before we get into our game preview right quick. Looking at Auburn, your father transferred from Memphis State back in 1983. He played on one of the best teams there, Tim Harris, Eric Ferris, Derek Crawford, Dennis Harlan, Derek Burroughs. Then he went back home to Auburn. Your dad was an All-American in 1987, played on some great Auburn teams, and that defense with Andre Bruce and, David, and Tracy Rocker. David Rocker, his baby brother. But my question to you, you being a War Eagle fan, what is your greatest moment in Auburn football history? I'm going to see how far you go back. The greatest moment that when you think about it, you just get, you just, your chest just pumps out to another level. Yeah, you know, the easy answer is the kick six, obviously. I mean, that, that whole Thank season you. in 2013, <laughs> outside of the Florida State game. But I tell you, when Auburn, I was on the sideline uh, when Auburn sacked Brody Croyle 11 times in the Iron Bowl. Uh, and that was one of the craziest feelings. Uh, you know, Stanley McClover, Quentin Groves, uh, the absolute aliens that Auburn had running around on that defensive line, Brett Eddins, guys like that. That's a memory I'll always have. Hell, I think I even got to have sack that game. <laughs> well, I'm going to take you back to my memories of Auburn football, and this is why I got a lot of respect. My greatest moment is 1972. Run, punt, block, punt, run, punt, punt block, punt. punt. David Langer and Bill Newton. That's all I got to say. An Alabama team that was going to play for the yeah. national championship, we had Terry Davis, the quarterback. To me, real talk, Mr. Crane, that is the greatest moment in Auburn football history to me. The 1972 season because y'all yeah. were coming off a season whereas Pat Sullivan and Terry Beasley had graduated and nobody thought Auburn can play at that high level. But let's move on to our game previews, man, because that's what I brought you on today. The first game, Alabama and Texas, roll tide. Your observations on that game on Saturday. Yeah, it was Will Anderson on the line of scrimmage with his hands. Uh, if we were playing Clue, I mean, I, I think it's going to be, you know, it, it's going to be a beat down. Okay, Let, let's not beat around the bush. I got it at minus 18 and a half. I wouldn't be shocked if that thing got all the way up to a 23, 24 point spread. Texas is, you know, you got three freshmen starting on the offensive line. 
going up against a bunch of guys from Mordor that are trying to keep Frodo from throwing the ring in the volcano. Uh, Alabama's as balanced as I've ever seen them. Uh, the offense, we know, would even, you know, I know the offensive line is going to continue to get better, but with Jameer Gibbs, obviously Bryce Young directing the movie back there at quarterback, Trayshawn Holden, uh, the talent they have there. Then you look on the defensive line with Shaheem Otis, Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, Henry Toa Toa at the linebacking core, Jordan Battle, Kyrie, all those guys in the back end. Bama's as good as they've ever been, and they're pissed off. Uh, Saban finally got beat by his former assistant last year, actually twice, once against Jimbo, uh, once against Kirby. Best believe he wants to send a message to Texas that not only are you not back, you're not even close. So really the goal for Texas needs to be to try to get out of this game healthy. But at the end of the day, Alabama's just a lot better than they are. And I think it's going to be a beat down of epic proportions at noon. Okay, the next game, let's move on. Kentucky and Florida. Before I bring you up, I'm going to talk about Florida right quick and your observation. Anthony Richardson, freakazoid. What I saw on the field, Mr. Crane, Michael Vick. 1999, Virginia Tech. Anthony Richardson made that statement. Kentucky and Florida, sir. Yeah, you know, I'll do you one better. Anthony Richardson reminds me a lot of Vince Young. Uh, the, the crazy part is I think he's a better thrower. You know, you have guys that that are big and can run, but typically they struggle to throw. Then sometimes you have guys that, that are big and can run, and they can throw the fastball. They can throw the ball 85, 90 yards in the air, but they're also throwing swing passes and slants 100 miles per hour. Anthony Richardson is a very rare combination of elite size, elite athleticism, quickness, and speed over the long and short term, and he can throw all the pitches. He can throw the changeup when he needs to. He can shove the dig in there when he's got to fit it over the linebacker and under the safety. He can throw the whole shot and cover two in between the corner uh, and the safety that's trying to funnel one inside. He can do everything. He is the type player that when he plays well and plays smart, like I thought he did against Utah, can win you the game with a bunch of average players around him. Florida's roster is not nearly where it's going to be or where it usually is. They still have athletes. They just don't have the same depth. But Anthony Richardson is an absolute witch of the highest order. I think Kentucky is probably going to lose this game by a touchdown to maybe double digits. If you look at the first game against Miami, Ohio, they're in a 10-10 dogfight until they get a pick six and a kickoff return for a touchdown. So it wasn't like they just figured it out on offense and started shoving it down Miami, Ohio's throat. They had to get it from somewhere else. So now you're going down to the swamp with a fan base that's obviously rejuvenated after the Dan Mullen experiment went off the hinges. Billy Napier comes in, beats a top 10 team in his first game. You got Kentucky, who's a 20th ranked, going into the swamp. I like Florida in this game, and I like him by a touchdown or more. Okay, the next game we're going to move up to is uh, Arkansas and South Carolina. Now, Mr. Crane, I'm a 1982 of the University of Arkansas. Back in the day when Dan Hampton, Ron Calcagney, uh, Gary Anderson, I don't mean to throw it out there like that. But when I look at the game, I'm going to throw it over to you. It comes down to me very simple. South Carolina. Spencer Rattler going against K.J. Jefferson. Mr. Crane, you know. Mr. Jefferson's from Sardis, Mississippi, which is 40 miles kind of west of where I'm from, the 901 Memphis, Tennessee. 
And I always say this, Mr. Crane, it's something in the water in Mississippi when I can say, Morgan Freeman, Archie Manning, <laughs> James Earl Jones, Everest Presley, Mr. Crane, Arkansas and South Carolina. Yeah, man, you know, I, I picked Arkansas as my third best team in the SEC. I, I love They returned both coordinators. You're good up front. You have an identity under Sam Pittman. You return a quarterback on defense. I know Catalan got beat up in the first game a little bit. He's your leader in the back end. Bumper pool playing linebacker in that front seven. My biggest question about Arkansas was the interior defensive line. I thought they played pretty well against Cincinnati. Uh, the edge had that big pressure and, and forced fumble on the sack uh, late in the game to help you know seal the game eventually. I'm not sold on Spencer Rattler. They didn't look great against Georgia State. I do got to give Sean Elliott some credit. Georgia State went on the road and beat Tennessee last year. Should have beat Auburn on the road. They returned a lot of production. Uh, but I, I just don't think South Carolina has the depth. Arkansas gets them at home. Now, they've got to take care of KJ. You can't get KJ beat up every single game. Last year they did that, and he wasn't able to be effective the later it got in the year because he was just beat up. He took a lot of hits against Cincinnati. He had to be the guy down in the red zone, which is where he's the most effective with that ability to run, which sets up the jump pass, which sets up the play action, which gives you more juice on the speed sweep because you're afraid to leave the interior too quickly if you're anybody that doesn't play end or outside linebacker. So I do like Arkansas in this game. Uh, and I think South Carolina is on the right track with Shane Beamer. You look at the way they're recruiting, they just don't have the depth on the roster right now to be able to go consistently win these games against superior teams. The next game on the docket that we're going to break down is USC Stanford. Mr. Crane, we can say after USC beat Rice 66-19 that Lincoln Riley is, brought, is bringing USC back to the days of um, Anthony Davis. OJ, Reggie Bush, Mike Garrett, Richard Batman Wood, Keyshawn Johnson, the city of Compton, LA, Hollywood, USC, and Stanford. Yeah, you know, David Shaw's the guy that, that I was talking about before the season. At what point, and look, I know he's had a lot of success at Stanford early on. I mean, they went to three different BCS games. But they've really fallen off a cliff. I mean, they struggled with Colgate uh, a little bit earlier. And I'm not talking about trying to find your toothpaste in the morning. That's an actual place and an actual <laughs> school that plays football. Uh, so I don't know how good Stanford is. I mean, Tanner McKee, the quarterback, looks the part. I mean, he's 6'6", 245. He's obviously smart enough to get into Stanford, but they really haven't been able to put it together on the offensive side. Uh, USC, look, they've got great players at the skill positions. I mean, Caleb Williams. Mario Williams, but they're not great up front. That offensive line, I mean, there's more question marks than than when the Riddler leaves a clue for Batman. So until we see them go up against somebody who's worth their salt up front, I don't think we're going to know about USC. Okay. The next game on the docket, the home state school, the University of Tennessee, going against Pitt. You living in Nashville yep. right now. You're around the big orange country. Uh, Hendon Hooker. They say it's the second coming of Tony Robinson back in 1985 when he had Eric <laughs> Swanson, Tim McGee, Joey Clickstales, Hendon Hooker. Somebody said, now this is telling me that he's a guy, 
if he keeps up the numbers and has some big wins on the season, could be in New York at the Heisman Trophy ceremony. And I'm getting a lot of information from my nephew, who's a 2009 graduate of the University of Tennessee, Mr. Ronnie Foster, this morning. So I'm giving him some flowers. But tell us about Tennessee. Are they for, are they for real? And they take on a very good pick yeah. team. They had a big win over West Virginia last weekend. Yeah, well, you know, they played last year. Pitt and Kenny Pickett and Jordan Addison were able to come down to Tennessee. It was a high-scoring game. But this is a totally different Pitt offense. I mean, Mark Whipple's gone to Nebraska. They're right, you know, with Frank Signetti Jr. They're running a slower pace, run to pass, set up the play action uh, game as opposed to last year where they were kind of up-tempo and, and would improvise a lot and, and get the ball out quick and try and move. Now, with Tennessee, they've added depth on defense. Uh, I, Brew McCoy, I love that kid's talent opposite of Cedric Tillman. Uh, that's going to open it up a little bit more for him. It's, you can't double everybody, as we say. Uh, we're going to find out because Pitt's good up front. They're good on the offensive line. They're good on the defensive line. And for Tennessee to take that next step, they're going to have to be able to, to win the hand-to-hand combat up front. I love the under in this game. I think it's at 66 and a half right now. Uh, I would go ahead and jump on that. Uh, and, and uh, you know, if it goes up, take it again, because I think it's going to be a game of who can control the pace. Pittsburgh does not want to go fast. They do not want to turn this into a shootout. Tennessee wants to go fast and put pressure on Pittsburgh to have to change their philosophy and pass it more instead of running it, being methodical to set up the pass like I mentioned. So I think at the end, you're going to see a mixture of both. I think Tennessee wins this game, but I think it's going to be a lot more low scoring and a little bit tighter than what Vegas thinks. And our final game that we're going to preview in week two of the college football weekend, the Baylor Bears going against the BYU Cougars. Now, I'm going to say this about BYU. I didn't think that they would go down to South Florida and punish them like they did 50-21. to And I'm going to tell you, the most underrated player, in the country right now, it's got to be Jaron Hall, the quarterback at BYU. Yeah. When I look at how he played last weekend, Mr. Crane, all I thought about is Ty Detmer, Robbie Bosco, Mark yep. Wilson, the cocky Jim McMahon, Steve Young, Virgil Carter. My question to you, this is going to be one of the best games of the day. Baylor's coming in with, a, I think, one of the top two coaches in college football, Dave Arenda. Yep. And he's got Baylor rocking since the days of the eyes, Mike Singletary, <laughs> and BYU. Yeah, I mean, this, this game is going to be physical as hell. You better get ready for it. You know, I had a couple rules when it comes down to non-conference scheduling. I would never schedule anybody that runs the triple option or any school that's based off a of religion. Nobody plays harder than somebody that's worried about the afterlife. So I would never schedule BYU. Notre Dame or any of these other teams, it's always going to be a fist fight. I love Jaron Hall, too. Him and Christopher Brooks, Puka Nakua, I think this one's going to be a fist fight. But I like Baylor to win this game. I, or excuse me, BYU to win this game with it being at home. I think they score enough points and half the guys on their roster are 30 years old. So they're worried about taking care of their family and paying their mortgage, not where they're going to go party on Saturday night. Mr. Crane. One more thing before we let you go today. Um, Stetson Bennett last week against Oregon, University of Georgia, after his performance on last Saturday, can we now say not only he's one of the top five quarterbacks in college football, can we say he's a legit Heisman Trophy candidate? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can. He's already a hero. I mean, he's, uh, again, they could lose every game, and he's already a hero at Georgia. Uh, so I, I think he's playing without any pressure, honestly. Uh, when you look at the weapons around him, I mean, that tight end room's the best one I've seen since backstage at a Victoria's Secret model show. So uh, I think Stetson, the offense looked a lot more opened up. I think Todd Munkin trusts it more. People forget. Stetson didn't take a snap really during the offseason last year. So they had a bunch of injuries at wide receiver. You had an unbelievably elite defense and a quarterback that didn't get a lot of reps during the spring, the summer, and then fall camp. So you had to play it close to the vest. Now that they've opened it up, Georgia is as dangerous as they've ever been. Man, we could talk college football all day, man. I like the energy. I can ask you several more questions. Can I ask you one more question before we before you leave today? What yeah, man. Let's, yeah, yeah. Hit okay. Is Arizona? Are they serious out there in the Pac-12? Had a big win over San Diego State last weekend. Man, I tell you what, this Mississippi State game is about to be interesting as hell because Mississippi State looked really good with Will Rogers. What they returned, I may have been sleeping on Mississippi State a little bit before the season, but you got to take your hats off to Jed Fish, man. You, I mean, Kevin Sumlin left that place a, as a disaster. Jed comes in, they get Jake Delora, the Washington State transfer, Pac-12 freshman of the year at quarterback. They look competent, they look like they're having fun, and they look like they have something to prove. That game against Mississippi State is going to be a great test for Mississippi State getting ready for SEC play, but I'm happy to see a relevant Arizona, and it's huge for Arizona for a couple reasons. One, the Pac-12, or really the Pac-10 now, is falling apart, and the Big Ten is trying to look at the best brands to take over there, and if Arizona looks relevant in football again, that's a big market to tap into, along with Oregon and Washington. You have Southern California now with UCLA and, and USC going over there. So Arizona is almost auditioning as they go. And as far as week one, they made it to Hollywood. And my final question, man, it's been, boy, it's been one of the most beautiful times. College football, <laughs> it's highest level. I'm talking to a very talented guy out of Auburn, War Eagle. One more question I got for you. The situation down at Auburn right now, Brian Harson. How do you think it's going to play out with Auburn? And what's the win and under total for Auburn this year? Well, you know, I, I think they're a 7-5 football team. Uh, after watching last week, uh, I'm a firm believer in, in Robbie Ashford's. And, again, you, you can only take a certain amount from Mercer, but you can still take something. I think Robbie Ashford's the guy that gives them the best chance to win. They're not good enough up front to have a guy like T.J. Finley, who, you know, is really not mobile, can't really extend the play from outside the pocket, and is making mistakes from inside the pocket, as opposed to a guy like Robbie Ashford that can threaten the defense on three different levels. Does he throw good enough? We don't know yet. I think they're going to give him a shot against San Jose State to throw the ball around, see how comfortable he looks. Had a nice deep ball against Mercer. Uh, that way you're not just having some true wildcat where you're really one-dimensional, which regardless of how good that dimension is over the long term, especially in the SEC and the SEC West, it's just not going to work. Auburn doesn't have the personnel right now. I think Carson's got to win at least eight. That can include the bowl game. If he's going to win seven, that better be the right seven, or I don't know if he'll be around next year. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Man, man, you could talk football all day. Man, man, man. Thank you, Mr. Crane. Give the people out there your contact information, man, where we can find yeah. websites. Man, you know what? I became a number one fan of yours. When I go to the social media, 
I'm following my man from Auburn, War Eagle, Jay Crane. Give us your information, <laughs> sir. Hey, well, appreciate y'all having me. Appreciate the kind words. Yeah, just go to Twitter, it's Jay Crane underscore C-R-A-I-N. Go to YouTube, we're Crane and Company, C-R-A-I-N and Company. We're live every weekday, 730 to 9 Eastern. Uh, had David Pollock on, Brett Favre the other day, uh, talking a ton of college and NFL football. So, yeah, come check us out, and I appreciate it, guys. Before we end our show today, we'd like to mention one more time, this show is presented by Bet Online. Thank you, Mr. Crane. My final words today. Hey, man, it's always a blessing. See, I'm 62 years old. I'll go all the way back to 1966. I told y'all my first game, I saw O.J. Simpson, that 64-yard run against UCLA. Let me move up, 1967. But, man, when you get a young man that can roll college football like this, it's a blessing. It's like the Asley brothers. I'm climbing up the ladder. Thank you, for Mr. Jake Crane. Today, War Eagle in the house. To my man. Who All right. Appreciate up. it, guys. Thank you. Brought the show, Mr. Mark Bass, and to our producer, Mr. Logan Landers. Y'all be blessed here on 100 Yards of Football. Thank you. What is your favorite moment from football history? What teams and players are you cheering on? And who will win it all? We want to hear from you, our listeners. Head over to 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch and leave us a comment. We might use your suggestion in an upcoming episode. Tune in daily to the podcast and watch our show live every week. We are 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio on the Believe Podcast Network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.